All right, everybody, welcome back to Spiritual Threads, episode 28. Cruising, man. That means more than half a year we've been doing this deal. <laughs> Pretty exciting. Even though we've been having these same conversations for That's right. how many years? Oh. What do we think? Yeah. How long have we been doing these sorts of conversations? Well, not these seven sorts of conversations. Yeah. Seven years, maybe? Seven years we've been having spiritual conversations and seven more than that, right? Oh, well, oh. since we've been small group, it's yeah. been like... It's, Twelve, we were KTIS appropriate at the beginning. I would say yes. Yes, exactly. I think we've been fifteen years. We could have had a show on KTIS twelve years ago. We totally could. Not so much anymore. No. Yeah, no. So we've been having. It's been the journey has been a long journey where we were, uh, I'd say, all conservative evangelical fundamentals, if you would, Mm -hmm. at that point, and kind of been on this journey. Yeah. Uh, like you said, probably seven years where we started going, hmm, what about, what about this? Yeah, and then yeah, that's the deconstructing yeah, time, yeah. about seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. If only we'd been recording all of those uh, conversations. Man. man some great <laughs> stuff. We would have to go back and burn all of <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, I'd find it fascinating. I would find it fascinating. But um, so then that uh, sort of the latest, uh, I guess, trip that we've done was this Evolving Faith Conference in Montreal, North mm-hmm. Carolina. And for those of you that have been tracking with us, we've <laughs> spent a lot of weeks uh, trying to recap this thing, and every week we record, it's further from it, so we're trying to remember more and more. But we're sort of into uh, deep into day two of the two day conference here. Um, and uh, the next person that we want to chat about is Propaganda. Uh, he, yeah. was, uh, he, he calls himself a poet, thought leader, and an MC, yeah. <laughs> uh, but really a sort of a, a verbal artist, I guess, if you will. Hey, come on, we got special guests here. Come on in. <laughs> Special guests on the podcast, <laughs> Elian and Annie. Say say hello. Hello. Hi, podcast. Hey, hello, podcast world. Uh, you guys need anything? We're all set, I think. Can we watch the wolves on mute? Yeah, go watch. They're gonna go watch the Timberwolves. It doesn't have to be on mute. You can have it on. You're good. All right, cool. all right see you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. We're now busted. That Studio B is. Actually, our home. So we, we're, we're, we're busted now. <laughs> but but no, Propaganda, who is, I thought, just a fantastic yeah. um, oh, man. artist, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Uh, who who won't take yeah. a stab at describing sort of what his art was? A verbal barrage of depth and descriptions of the journey that he's been on is, is his story as well as the like, story of so many in California. I mean, I just feel like... Like poetry, I, poetry slash rap yeah, almost. Rap. He did a song with Audrey Asad. That was pretty cool. You know, so it's just us, you know, rapping it out and it was so... Um, I mean, you couldn't even... I couldn't write it down because it was so intense. Um, I just remember being really moved by the words. It was a picture that he was painting while he was mm-hmm. up there. It was amazing. It was gifted. Yeah. And I was surprised, actually, how um, provocative was what he said was. It was amazing. It was pretty... I was, I was moved by it. Well, clearly his, his art was informed by a real um, depth of insight. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's a very... At least comes off as a very deep thinker in some of the ways that he thinks about the world and culture and community. Absolutely. And I think it comes through in the art. And to me, it's kind of like Shakespeare. Like, I didn't really get it. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, when he, when he was doing his stuff, I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool, but I don't really get it because, oh, you know, yeah, different yeah. The, different way that word, different ways that words are combined um, is not a strength of mine. Mm-hmm. I need it laid out 
in the the modern English I'm used to or whatever. So I thought it was cool, but I didn't really I didn't really track with him that great during his I guess performances. But when he spoke, um, that's when I thought, wow, this this dude has got it together. Yeah, he had he was a real strong responder to the Q and A times when he yeah. was up there, and he had some brilliant responses to people's questions from the audience. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Did anything stand out as far as what he had to say that that really resonated with you guys? I think he, he was also one of those um, kind of like, uh, what was her name, uh, that opened the thing, but he said that we can't own the land. Caitlin. Yeah. Like Caitlin. Caitlin. Uh -huh. We can't own the land. It's a gift. And if it's a gift, it's sacred. The soil is sacred. But we are made of soil, so we are sacred. Mm. So we are a gift. And mm. you said any bloodshed is terrible. Oh, Our so enemies good. are a gift. Wow. You know that that sort of profound piece there. And he just talked about you know we need a better story. We need a better narrative. We need to ascribe to a creation narrative. Mm. And I think mm. to Love me that. that that harkens back to Native American perspectives on this, mm. this thing where we're all connected. We are all creation, and all creation is sacred, whether that's the land or our enemies or other people or whatever that is. Did he kind of, did he kind of at, put out the question or the statement to say, and we all can create? Did he, is, mm -hmm. wasn't he, didn't he kind of lead us that path to, to put yourself into creation, be the, be creative yourself. That's what we're called to kind of do. I felt like that was some of his message that yeah, day. Yeah, I know that was part of it. And he talked about, um, yeah, I think that was creative, like sort of even even this idea of, you know, kingdom marrying empire, but choose your own way. Be creative in that piece. Don't be married to empire. Speak your words. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's kind of yeah. where you're going yeah. as far as creative yeah. goes, but just yeah. uh, don't just sort of accept the status quo. Mm -hmm. Be thinkers and, and create, you know, cre kind of create the future that you're looking for. He talks a lot about just, you know, culture is made by the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. just he he's, yeah. he talked a lot about culture that yeah. we make up culture yeah. and then culture makes us. Yes. You know, it's sort yes. of that, that symbiotic relationship between us mm -hmm. and culture. And he says that's why we have such trouble with our organized religion. We think the church started at the Reformation. <laughs> you know, versus <laughs> the church goes way back mm -hmm. and then we, you know, had the Reformation and then then we adopt that as a, now that forms us and mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of these mm -hmm. all of these things. And I think just for me, it just just brought an awareness yeah. of how much we are impacted by our culture, Absolutely. which we've talked about before. We all know that you know God is a he's a banker in Switzerland, and God is a <laughs> business person yeah. in America, and God's a farmer in Ecuador, and you know because that's how culture demands that we think about uh, a God, and just being aware that that is happening. That's happening. Mm -hmm. you know. I just had a great conversation a couple weeks ago with a gal who's. Really, um, she's a spiritual director. She's a friend of ours. Um, Joy, if you're listening, you said you might. Um, she was talking about how influenced we are by Greek thought and understanding and our our culture and our religion, our faith. And I've been thinking more and more about that over the last couple of weeks and seeing it all over the place. Reason and rational mm -hmm. thought and how the Greeks founded that and how we've just, we as a culture... Um, we we are like in the ocean of it we can we are like the boat in the ocean that's it's in and through and around us we just can't see it we don't see it very many other ways and um so i've been listening to more celtic thought and what is what is the celtic thought that came down from the north and in europe and how it didn't meet up with the greek thought but it's it i mean they 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 didn't 
they didn't merge. They were two different thoughts at the time. And um, hearing how the Celtic way of thinking of God and nature and creation, and I would say it would go with prop, what he's talking about, um, that would be the more of the way of um, what his philosophy or his theology would be. And it's so true. I just am, I'm just amazed when I discover, like, there are other ways to look at things. Not every culture has used rational thought as like the Greeks proponents were and they've done it and they've come a different way and and I don't know it's so refreshing in my mind it used to scare me to death because as an as an evangelical fundamental evangelical it was supposed to fit in this box but today it's just like refreshing it's like oh that is so true and it's so it's so amazing and then it opens up the doors to look at things differently and I appreciate that a lot. I don't know what, why, but I really do. Well, no, and that's why it's so good to have other people in your life that have different perspectives. Yeah. I know I can be very Greek in my approach in terms of rationality and, and those sorts of things. So to have an artist you know, talk about yeah. how they envision God or, you know, that's mm-hmm. sort of what I like about our new church is that there's people that have these different perspectives. It's mm-hmm. not just all this logical reasoning of the formula yes. piece. Yeah. And whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But to have other perspectives <laughs> that yeah, can talk about, you know, um, an experiential sort of thing mm-hmm. or to express God in the arts, you know, yeah. is such a, a very different thing. And I think even for, for this conference, I was thinking about um, all the diversity of speakers that we were mm-hmm. exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one. I'm not like you guys. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I don't go to a lot of churches, you know, everybody's white, you know, <laughs> that, that I talk to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Very few diverse. Now that I've left my corporate job, I don't have the diverse people that I talk to all the time. So it's, it's very much, um, you know, kind of one message or one perspective or one experience and to have all of these different speakers that are different minorities, mm-hmm. um, talk about their experience. I think one of the traps you can get into is just say, me personally, can just say, oh, wasn't that cool? I heard from an African-American woman about this. Hmm. Um, you know, just feel feel good about, oh, I'm listening to all these different people versus really trying to feel the weight of their experience and the words that they say and say, how do I, what do I do with that? Hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? For me, mm-hmm. that that's the piece that's really given me life over this whole thing. So, so propaganda, I think, was one of those people that allowed me to kind of enter into that to say, okay, what, how we, as I'm sitting there listening to mm-hmm. him speak, I'm thinking, let me, what, what's the real depth of his experience from what foundation is mm-hmm. he speaking? Mm-hmm. Same thing with like, you know, yeah. Jeff Chu, same thing yeah. with Caitlin Curtis mm-hmm. and Austin Channing Brown and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the, mm-hmm. the white speakers too, but Will Gaffney, all of these people that challenged me to think not just, oh, it's cool that I heard a diverse speaker. But what's their heart right, here? Right. What yeah. experience are they speaking mm-hmm. from when they talk about the plight of the Afri- African American woman or the you know the young African American youth who's you know been mm-hmm. perceived a certain way? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm getting off of what you're saying, but just that mm-hmm. um, having those different experiences and not just having my sort of white Greek yeah. <laughs> you know yep. logical yep. approach to things, yep. yeah, and, and, yeah. Or, or even just being aware that that's so prevalent that that's how I'm. Viewing everything I'm viewing is through my European descent, mm-hmm. you know, rural Minnesota, you know, ninety eight percent Caucasian, mm-hmm. you know, European yes. background perspective, mm-hmm. middle class perspective. Mm-hmm. Just totally. being aware that that's yeah. informing everything that I think about. It's huge. You know what I I, I it makes me think of. <laughs> um, I know I'm going to reference something else, which I do. The it reminds me of something I was talking to some parents about this week about. Um, 
that there's certain things our children do to get our attention, but most often what they're needing is our connection. And I think that what you were saying right there is kind of how I was saying too. I could, I could describe, oh, I went to this thing and it got my attention. Mm-hmm. But I think more than it, for, me, for I think all four of us in different ways, um, and maybe a few of us more so, um, it was about connection more than just the attention. We, I feel like there was a space made where I heard the plight, the story, and I felt something mm. versus just it getting my attention. That there's, it was, it was like I could go to a rally and hear uh, a person of color t- just say something, or I could hear it on a podcast or whatever, and I could just hear it, and it could make my attention that there's, um, there's diversity in our culture, not where I live much, <laughs> but there's diversity, and then people are being mistreated, and people are marginalized, and I can just hear the facts, right? And that would be my and white way. Awareness. And that brings awareness, right? right? It would be my Greek reasoning, my rationale. Yep. But what people are really wanting, and I believe this, is they're wanting connection, which takes it to the next step. They want to be eye to eye, face to face. They want to be, you want to be touched. You want, you want people to touch you, whether that's emotionally or with a hand on the shoulder or on the arm. And you want to be, you want to know they're present with you. And you want to do the journey together in some way. And I think that's what this weekend did for so many people. Mm-hmm. Is it was because we were coming from all over the country, feeling alone and isolated and not knowing what to do and what the next steps were. And we connected with these people. And um, I think that's huge. I think that's stepping outside of the Greek, you know, our, our backgrounds, our white, homogenous Mm-hmm. areas or cultures that we come from the communities that we come from but anyway when I heard you talking that's what it made me think of is mm-hmm. it's it's not attention only that these people that people want it's connection right to be understood and to be felt and to be and to and to be welcomed and also maybe journey together with alongside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. well even you know kind of going back to Nish I mean she even said like you know when talking politics don't talk policy talk people mm. Yes. Know the people and the stories of those who are yes. suffering under that policy. Yes. So mm-hmm. just that kind of connection piece too. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, anything else with propaganda or? Yeah, I just wanted to say he kept using a phrase when he was talking. He kept saying, "I'm terraforming here." Yeah. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yes. Terraform. And I looked it up because mm-hmm. he was kept talking about I'm shaping narratives. I need to tell a better story, and he kept saying, "I'm terraforming," and it means the process whereby a hostile environment is altered in order to be suitable for human life. Mm-hmm. I love that. Say more why you love that. Well, I feel like even in our my deconstruction, the church kind of ended up being hostile, at least one version of it. Mm-hmm. And I am trying to alter my environment. <laughs> to be suitable. Yeah. To have some kind of faith life. My environment needs to be altered because it hmm. seems hostile and I can't live like this. That's good. Yeah, I love that. I had never heard that phrase before. Can you, I'm putting it on the spot, but can you think of an example of where you've been terraforming to allow your faith to be suitable or that you'd like to? Or, you know, where where is there a hostile environment that you've been able to tame <laughs> to allow your faith to be suitable? Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, just beliefs I had that I just had to let go. 
to keep living. I can't keep living if I think most people are going to hell. Okay. I just that was seemed hostile to me. So the hostility <laughs> of the of hell. Of most people going straight to hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had to give that a belief up. I changed my environment to one that's more everybody's in. Mm-hmm. Terraform. For just a big overarching example. Yeah, that's good. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. It seems like another one might be, you know, the understanding of the Bible in general or Yeah, I'm still at the hostile part there, so <laughs> 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 so there's potential terraforming. <laughs> I'm still working on that one. All right, fair enough. I was wondering when I got the eyes, they were like, oh, nope. When I brought up the Bible, I thought, oh, this is going to be a good one. And she looked at me just with a blank stare and like, hmm, no, we're not. And I want to. Right. I mean, there's a lot of, like, my prayer life. <laughs> I am desperately trying to terraform that to even have one or believe it makes a difference. The Bible, I want to find some value in it. I want to terraform that. It's just very hard, mm-hmm. you know, to know what to do. So that's good. I'm glad you brought that up. I'd forgotten about the terraforming. That was be- yeah. That was big thing, big message. Anything else with prop? I always come back to him. But then Audrey Assad uh, shared that she'd been doing some music throughout the conference, but she also spoke a bit. Um, and uh, she was, I just thought she was beautifully transparent mm-hmm. in a lot of what she said. She said she, she struggled with the deep fear of disappointing others. Yeah. Which, you know, whenever you see somebody who's famous, at least even at her level, you just think, oh, they must be super confident or whatever. And she's, she's struggled with that. Um, but, but she said something that resonated with me for Tracy. Uh, and I don't even know how she inter- how she mentioned this now when I look back at this, but she said, we need a holy symbiosis between destruction and restoration. Hmm. Just that hmm. we need some, you know, I feel like we talk about, at least I've talked about, you know, my deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Now I'm past my deconstruction phase and I'm on reconstruction phase. Hmm. But the reality is it feels like it's, I was always sort of reconstructing certain things, but mm-hmm. you know now I feel like I'm, I'm deconstructing things and I'm reconstructing mm-hmm. things kind of at the same time. And I don't know how she meant that, but we need this this symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. They need to. I, I need to be able to deconstruct here while I'm reconstructing here, and mm-hmm. be both, be and be okay places. with that. Be okay in both places. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that quote. If that's what she meant or what, but that's what I'm taking from it now. I have it written down, but I don't remember the exact context of what she said it with do you guys remember anything else that stood out from her speaking she said she never planned on being an unbeliever for some reason that that just (laughs) jumped out at me kind of like when we started (laughs) pulling a thread it was like never our plan to go down a path of that we've gone down, you know, is you know, we've joked a lot about the slippery slope, <laughs> and there's so much reality mm-hmm. to there was a slippery we slope. We just wanted to tweak it a little bit, yeah. yeah. We just kind of just being authentic, and you know, let's just look into this question. And <laughs> that's kind of what sounded like she was, you know, kind of saying it. I didn't set out to do this, this isn't so. I don't want to yeah. be against the church, I don't want to get be, I don't want to not believe in the Bible, mm-hmm. but it's just. It's here. What do I do now? Well, and it's her livelihood. She's a church worship leader. I mean, mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I I like that a lot, too. That, yeah, you don't... 
set out to say, oh, I'm, here, here's the plan. I'm going to start asking questions and totally destroy everything, everything I believe right now. Yeah, you just never think that's going to happen. You think, I just, in Tracy's yeah. sake, I just need a little bit, you know, a little bit lighter understanding of hell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Is there a God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that resonated with you too, Stacy, right? I mean, that's sort of... Yeah, you pulled the thread. Right from you're like, yeah. hmm. look at me. Here I am. Never thought, never yeah. thought I'd go here. Yeah, I was just trying to get my friend into my boat with me, but she said, "No, get in my boat," or convinced me to come over to yours. And I was yeah. just trying to convince her to come over to mine. And in the process, she got me. We all got on the over Titanic. To her. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy was yeah. driving. <laughs> Iceberg. Woo! This will be fun. <laughs> Fantastic. And I can just hear, though, conservatives saying, yeah, see, yep. don't ask that question. Right, right. Sure. But that's not but you- really a viable option for a thinking person. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> for a thinking person. Thank you, Nish. No, I mean, I- once, totally agree. once you have that doubt, unless yeah. you wanted to squash thoughts in your own brain mm-hmm. and in your own logic system, you have to ask it. And wherever it takes you. I think if you, if you have the ability to say, I have this question, and it doesn't reconcile, and I don't like the answer that I've been given, and if you somehow have the fortitude to say, I'm okay with that, and I can move on with the rest of my life, I still, I'm still not convinced it's healthy, but I don't have that ability. If I have that question, I can't. And I, I, so yeah. I don't want to distinguish thinking versus non-thinking, but... I, I can't live with that and then go to a church service Sunday after Sunday going, I don't think I believe that, but I'm okay. I'm just going to fight through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think some people maybe have that ability to do that or they just have this level of trust in their leaders that, yep, I don't believe that, but I'm just going to keep on believing. I don't know what I don't know what it is because I don't think any of the four of us have that to just say I have this massive question and I'm just going to ignore it. So it's hard to understand what that even would look like. Well, I feel like I did it for a lot of years. So you, I would, were you actually I would ex- had those questions, expect, or you didn't ask I the would, questions? I would say Keep cutting when I didn't have the when I had the questions, not the exact same ones, but when I had questions, it was in the caveat of his ways are greater than my ways. His I I can't understand the will. So you had of God. some way to rationalize. So there was it. a way of rationalizing. Absolutely, and I didn't think I was not a thinker, but I couldn't come to it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I used what I was given as a rationalization that his ways are mysterious. His ways are greater than my ways. He understands it. Or or hell isn't what I think it is. Or, you know, I mean, I, there were things. Somehow I don't somehow understand it Somehow I'm it's not understanding fault. it. right? And there couldn't be another narrative. There couldn't be another way to understand this. It's right. here's what the way to understand it is. Yeah. And so I can't I must, get there. Mm-hmm. God's ways are higher or I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. So... So okay. who am I to think that I can come to an answer? But you never necessarily explored another avenue. No, I didn't explore. Yep, yep. So I wasn't thinking, as Tracy might well, say. Well, you were thinking, but but I was. I had a caveat that. But I you were thinking. Your conclusion of those thoughts was, God's ways are higher. Or yeah, I, that's the only way I could. I don't ju- have a mature enough brain yet. Could live with it. Right? So you were thinking. Okay. I think I was thinking. So does that mean you sat? Like does that mean you sat in a church service actually, Sunday after Sunday, thinking I, you know, I. I don't agree. I don't necessarily get this, but I'm just trusting it's. Well, most of every Sunday was just teaching me that what I shouldn't shouldn't do that week. It wasn't <laughs> teaching enough. me about. It wasn't addressing the big okay. issues week after week. Yeah. Honestly, it was just telling me how to be a good Christian under the ways of you know. It wasn't mm-hmm. addressing the big questions that right. we have now come to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just saying, do you know, be be kind. You know, be a good wife. 
be a good mother. You know, this is how you can do some good things mm-hmm. in your life. This is how you help those in your community that are suffering or hurting and those who are marginalized. And this is how you can, you know, support people who are overseas and trying to help others overseas. And I mean, right. this is, that's mm-hmm. what it was. It was yeah. all about, it was under the guise of love and, and concern and betterment yeah. and all of that every Sunday. But it wasn't. I wasn't faced every Sunday with the question of how. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Even at a Baptist church? Even at a Baptist church, it wasn't every Sunday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. Not how I grew up. It yeah. wasn't every Sunday. Well, because sometimes... I in mean, fact, they didn't even use the word health. You shouldn't even right, say that. Right, but did they celebrate, <laughs> did they celebrate people making decisions to believe in Jesus? Um, it wasn't like it gained ground in the 90s. The okay. 90s gained ground in the openness of, of mm-hmm. um, okay. conversion and salvations. Because they may not be talking about hell, mm-hmm. but I'm surprised they didn't hear more of that sort of the message of, you know, hey, if you haven't. Okay. Yeah, just different experiences. In Sunday school when I was little, mm-hmm. because yeah. they that was the formation of your spiritual growth. But it really was put to the evangelical, or the evangelist pastor. The pastor who was the, ev- mm-hmm. they were the evangelism outreach pastor or something yeah there was an outreach pastor who that was kind of in their ballpark and when they would preach you knew you were going to hear about it right okay <laughs> you knew an altar call was coming yeah and the story and the story of what everybody was going to say yeah you just hope they yeah. just put it on the bulletin ahead of time so you knew which sunday to skip <laughs> and i wouldn't say you weren't thinking because obviously right, for, sure. for decades i had those answers too mm-hmm. but once that answer isn't wasn't sufficient, good enough. Right. Yep. Then, See, then that, what yeah. will you do? Then I couldn't block it out. And that's why I wouldn't say a thinking person. That's why I would say, yeah, once that answer wasn't satisfactory. And for some people, that it remains satisfactory forever. Well, yes. self-preservation. People will do, go mm-hmm. a lot, at great lengths mm-hmm. to self-preserve mm-hmm. if they don't have it, you know, but to put they, it on a back burner or, they actually or believe to it. not. Or, they, or there's a truth. They just actually believe truth. God's yeah, ways are higher, mm-hmm. honestly. And that is an honest, it is. okay answer for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's just for those of us who that's not, that doesn't cut the mustard anymore. Yeah. I do think his, I do think he obviously knows more than me. But are we talking about God? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, that's, that's, a, that's a big step for you, Trace. Wait, no. Can I just? Wait. We got that recorded. I believe God knows more than me. Obviously, He knows more than me, but you know it's a He. No. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> oh. But I do think. Thank you for putting that caveat. <laughs> There's my little caveat. I'm really, I'm really curious where this is going. <laughs> I'm operating under the premise that God is smarter than I am. Saying I do really, believe that. Thank you. But I totally do believe he gave me a brain. And yeah. if he doesn't want me to question questionable things, <laughs> then don't give me logic and reasoning. Don't give me a brain. Hmm. I mean, I don't look at that as Satan. I look at that God made my brain that way. He's like, yeah, this does sound dicey. You should question this. But I think we kind of grew up thinking that's like straight from Satan himself to have a question about right. some obviously illogical thing that everyone in the little group wouldn't agree with. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. I agree. Blame God if we're down a slippery Let's slope. Let's do that. It's his fault. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> but bam, not my fault. Yeah, logic is sound, right? Is it yeah, a Greek that logic? That no, that logic. A Greek could have a thinker. <laughs> I'm surprised Socrates and Plato never got there. <laughs> I blame God. That's on their epitaph. It's your fault. I think this way. He started us down this slippery slope. <laughs> What I know is I look at some of this stuff when I'm at my most honest, I didn't come up with really concrete better answers. My, I mean, we go round and round with people and their answer is, well, God's ways are better than my ways and not my way. My answer is, I just have to live with some incongruencies in life. Well, are those two answers really all that different? You know, we're just both finding a way to kind of become okay with the fact that we don't know for sure if there is a hell. We don't know for sure if there is a heaven. We don't really know for sure if we even go on beyond this, you know, this planet that we're on once we're done here. We don't, there's no way to know for sure. And they've got their answer. I've got mine. I can't go down their path because that answer just doesn't work for me. But is mine all that much better? You know, when I'm honestly like, sit back and kind of go, I'm not going to really critique theirs because... You know, really, mine doesn't. <laughs> it's not like mine's some genius answer, and there's, you know, there's just nothing. It's we're both kind of just doing the best we can to come up with something for explain <laughs> things we just don't know. We, you don't know what we can't define infinity. Can't define things that never had a start or maybe will never end. Or these are just, you know, things that we're just gonna. Are what? What does Rob Bell say? They're they're great things to discuss but horrible things to argue about mm -hmm. because we, <laughs> we don't know so good discussion get yourself into it think de debate go around but you know, let's not argue over this because neither of us really knows for sure let's just start there and then have a discussion mm -hmm. and I, go ahead go ahead i wouldn't say yours or mine answers are more satisfactory but i would say the other side who are saying God's ways are higher. There's too many th things they're attributing to God that I'm just not willing to attribute to God. Sure, but because they are, does that... I mean, well, I'm just is, saying that's kind the of doing difference. The same thing? I, I would just yeah. say that's, yeah. that's the difference. I have zero answers more than they do. But I'm not willing to say that's God's will, and that's God's will, and that's God's will. I don't get how that could be, because it seems crazy, but it's definitely His will. And I, that's where I think it, the difference lies. Yeah, yeah. there's, there, there's, there's some, par some perspectives that are more lined up with your paradigm than others, right? I mean, you can look at different perspectives and say, well, that lines up more with how I'm thinking about God, but that doesn't necessarily make it more correct. Yeah, I It guess. just makes it more palatable to you yeah in your paradigm of god sure. as as a merciful loving god versus a justice driven mm -hmm. god yeah yeah and you're right there there are differences but when i try to take you know the ten thousand foot mm -hmm. view kind of go mm -hmm. if i back up those are two people that are just really trying to do the same thing their answers are different but on on a big perspective they're just trying to get through the day they're trying to get through or you would say that's just not a god i can live with right <laughs> I would totally agree. We're both just trying to get through yeah. the day. I can't get through the day like that, right. but we're both just trying to get through the day. Yep. Completely agree. And so it's all about your paradigm. So you're you're kind of saying, here's my perspective of God. There's some arguments that line up better than others with that. For me, I tend to be on the more logical side, so I might say, well, maybe none 
no argument is right or wrong, but some are more logical than others. Absolutely. You know, that might true. not be right, but that's sort of, and some are more experiential, so they might say, well, I don't know which is right or wrong, but that one feels more like the heart of God. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's we're all good. looking at it through our own lens, yep. but that's great from a 10,000 foot view. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, to try to put, you know, it's just easier for me than just, let's not yeah. lay judgment on them or me because, partially because, I never thought I'd be an unbeliever. <laughs> Who might I be ten years yeah. from now that I have no idea? I am you know, down that path, and it's just nice not to have a lot of judgment in your past <laughs> when you might be when you might be in the camp you were judging not so long back. Yeah, I like how you introduced that with that Rob Bell. You know, great to discuss, hard to argue, horrible, horrible to argue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting because. Um, something that I consider too is the advancement of our understanding. And have can we say as humanity, we have gained understanding through time? And if we have, mm -hmm. what has that revealed about our beliefs? And so, if there's somewhere where I would say, for myself, that I would say we could we could be progressive in our thinking due to our our understanding that have changed, right? So years let's go way back to ancient times the gods had control of the weather they had control of our destinies in that way they had they had a lot and there was and that was a belief that's a that's like that sure. is truth right? right so now now come forward those thousands of years um we know there's weather systems and weather patterns so i am less likely today to say that a certain weather pattern was directed by the hand of God to to curse a group of people mm -hmm. and make their lives miserable, a general population. And bless group. another. And then bless another. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little, I'm less likely than probably those in ancient times <laughs> who really, that's how they understood it. And that's, so there right. is something in here. I'm not saying but would you pray for your daughter's graduation party that there'd be sunny weather? You'd, I used to. I don't anymore. Yeah, it just in our culture that still happens. But it still yeah. happens. Yeah. It still yeah. happens, and I'm not. But I'm saying it does become that discussion point. Right. There are things like that that are as our understanding changes, or we grow in our understanding. Will we come to full understanding? I won't. To, I, I don't believe I will ever have all the answers. My, personally, maybe humanity would will come to it some day down the road, I don't know. But I guess that has to influence a little bit about how I understand God. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to go progressive and, and consider science and consider what we're learning in those realms and how it affects my belief of God and the mystery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, the unknowns and the magical in my own thinking, you know, that we, we ascribe to God. There's something there. Mm -hmm. And kind of like Christmas, it kind of sometimes gets a little sad when you grow up and you see things a little differently. And it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the glitter and the, the mystical mystical pe mysticalness to it. It is hard. Santa's lost a little bit of magic since you were five. But I think, but I think like that, I'd like to recapture it. I know. I, I, I agree, Steve. I don't think it's totally. unavoidable. I think it's a, you know, and as a logical person, it was hard for me to really ever have that true mystical piece. But I, I had some of that. Um, 
but I don't think it's unattainable again. One, I think you just have to allow this process to follow. I think it's an unattainable piece when you walk through what we walk through in terms of deconstruction. But I think the hope is that that can be reclaimed, yeah. um, that can be reframed, whatever the other words were that we learned at Montreat. You know, this is a, a reimagining mm -hmm. of God, and I think the end, the end result can be that mystical piece again. Mm -hmm. I think it's just hard when you've been walking through what we walked through. Mm -hmm. Well, any uh, any final comments on that? We'll end this one yeah. right there. I'm good. All right. Peace out. Peace out. You haven't been seeing that for no, a while. No, I thought I'd bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> New year. Peace out is back. It's probably coming back in 2019. <laughs>